oh shit, you know, I'm sure it's a live orgies and there's, you know, sex shows and this and that. So, you know, obviously that's not what it is. We actually work. We get, we get shit done, right guys? (laughs) But yeah. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry, naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Gavlin and with me as always, but now really handsome looking, is Ooh. Jay Kopita from whynot.com. Yeah. How are you, Jay? I'm doing fantastic, Thomas. Uh, yeah. But not super fantastic like you. You know, the thing is, is that you talk about, because I've got a haircut, I'm feeling like I'm about as good looking as really I ever will be in my old age. And you know what? Yeah. I really need to start capitalizing on this. Like, you know, we go to shows... We have all of our fans there who tell us how great porn and coffee is. You know, one of these times I just, I need to find myself in a room with some of our fans. And if there's a really especially hot girl there, I just need to grab them by the pussy. (laughs) Because of your fame? Yes, my fame. I need to use it and abuse it. But you know what? You know know what's happened right there? (laughs) You can never be the president of the U.S. after saying this. I mean, you destroyed the whole career years from saying that. But one guy that can be the president... Yeah. It's Lair from Twistbox. <laughs> yes, we have Lair Mond from Twistbox on today. And we're going to talk about uh, all kinds of things that I think people are not familiar with about this guy. Because I think to some, he might still be a little bit of a mystery, you know? I mean, he, he started to go to the shows like two years ago. Twistbox seems like a new company, but it's really old. It's like over 10 years old. Yeah. So uh, this, this is what we're going to uh, dig into, like figure out where did they come from? Where did they go? Where did they come from, Katnai Joe? And um, <laughs> we're going to get down and personal with Mr. Lear. Yeah, and we've also got a new sponsor here on Porn and Coffee, you might have heard. Joining Adult Force now is the Gaelic WW Conference in Ireland. And they go a little bit like this. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. Okay, and we're back, I hope, because for some reason, Texas is a third world internet. Uh, this is Jay from Why Not, and uh, yeah, I'm like kind of all over the place here. We are back with, uh, with a very special guest today, but aren't they all? Uh, in this case, we have Lermond Codaverdi, who is the VP of Operations. He is the biz dev guy for Twistbox Entertainment. And he is also damn handsome. And uh, you can see what we can see right now because we have all of our faces here. 
I feel like the uh, the ugly one in this group, even next to. <laughs> so anyway. Why? Thank you, Jay. But but you do have a very nice haircut going, so I might want to uh, point that out. <laughs> thank you. You know, with all the stuff with the clowns, because there's like a big thing in the U.S. right now about clowns being overtaking schools and yeah. scaring the shit out of people. I was worried that I get arrested. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that just the U.S. I've been seeing more videos from the U.K. coming out. Really. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I thought it was a U.S. thing, but every video I've been seeing on Facebook is a U.K. one, but their, their accents sound better. Yeah. <laughs> and anyhow, thank you for the intro. Glad to be here, guys. Finally, we got you on board. Finally. Yes. You know, when you wait for something good, you need to wait a while. So, That's true. Uh, That's true. Lear, let's get into this uh, deep, deep, deep conversation where you're sitting on the couch and we ask you strangely questions. Let's start with how you get involved in this adult entertainment business that we really love and uh, really appreciate so we, much. We do love. That's, uh, I think everyone has an interesting story. Mine is uh, no different, but um, it was about 11, actually exactly 11 years ago. It was October 2005. Um, oh. My older brother, his friend knew a guy that had started this, um, as he explained it, telephone company. And he he was nonstop talking about, oh, you know, they're growing. It's only been less than a year and they're, um, you know, they're doing big things and every month they're just bringing on new people. So I just kind of shunned it off. I said, I'm not, you know, into the telephone business. I'm not going to go. I didn't, I didn't even sound like something I'd be interested in, of course. So yeah, uh, I kind of just blew it off for a while. And then I was getting a little um, bored and complacent. And I figured, okay, you know what, I'm getting to that age where I actually do need to do something, you know, real and meaningful. So I should probably maybe just go have the conversation. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, blow the guy off if he's, he's offered to have a conversation. So I get in touch with, at the time, it was one of the founders, and I schedule a, a interview. Now, again, I was just doing this as a courtesy call, you know, meeting. I wasn't intending to actually go take it seriously or anything like that. It was actually a um, Friday night. I was getting ready to go out with friends. We were actually pre-partying at a friend's house. And uh, I said, guys, we, we have to make meeting. Yes, yes. It, and and the, the interview was set up. The interview was set up for 9 p.m. So I figured, you know what? He's he's probably doing the same thing. I'm, he's not taking this seriously. He just wants to. Yeah, right. My my first my first thought was why are they even there at nine? Like why why is, are people not home on Friday at nine o'clock? Like there shouldn't be anybody yeah. in the office doing anything. So all of this kind of led up to uh, me asking my friends to stop by. Uh, we made a pit stop on our way to the bar, and I told them just to wait in the car. And I ran upstairs, and I took the interview. And believe it or not, it actually went really really well. Of course. As he introduces the company and explains a little bit more about what they're doing, yeah, it was definitely interesting. Of course, it was a different company back then, different industry, but nonetheless, super interesting. And um, he picks up this folder and he's just got maybe 20 or 30 different files and papers in there. And he said, so what do you want to do? <laughs> and I I mean, I looked at him. I said, I, I'm to be honest, I don't even know what you would like me to do. I don't know what I'm, uh, let's say, cut out for and what you have, but... He just went flipping through the files and he said, how about this? How about this? And at that moment, I realized, you know what? This this is probably something I should take seriously. And uh, I told him to give me the lowest um, bottom of the barrel job uh, that worked with every department possible so I could 
get my feet wet and learn about the company and what everyone does so I can actually hit the ground running. And uh, that was history. (laughs) (laughs) That was that. Yeah, we joined. Uh, I joined about three months later uh, in January of 2006. And uh, it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun ride indeed. Incidentally, what is the age where you need to start getting serious about life and business and work and all that? I think that age is changing now. I mean, when it, <laughs> in my eyes, it was kind of like 25-ish, you know? Wow. But that, yeah, even that was late, of course. But I remember when I was younger and I'd look up to, let's say, older cousins and whatnot. In my mind, they were, I would look at them and they were, let's say, 27 with a family and a real job and a house oh, and kids. Oh, God. Yeah, and in my head I was like, oh, okay, well that's the that's the adult age then. Twenty seven is the adult <laughs> age, but wow. uh, yeah, that's yeah. That it was thirty for me. No, actually, thirty one or thirty two for me. Oh wow! When you started to be serious, yeah, it was time to yeah. uh, not be uh, not rely on my age anymore to get away with yeah. bad behavior and excuses. Yeah. <laughs> well, then what you would you say a- then? I, I was just wondering, like. If there is anybody out there that's listening and maybe are wondering, should I get a job now at Twistbox or something like this, do you recommend them to do like a two, three shots of tequila and a beer before going <laughs> to the interview? Definitely, or? definitely not tequila. Me and tequila haven't been friends for about eleven years, so I don't recommend <laughs> tequila to anybody. Yes, anybody. I couldn't tell you what happened because I don't remember, but I don't <laughs> stay. I don't. Yeah, I don't do tequila anymore. But uh, you know what? Definitely a couple of beers. Definitely a Belvedere or two might do the trick, yeah. Luckily, luckily when I went in for the interview, it it hadn't really settled in yet. And you know what? It did help. I only had two, so it was nice and calming, and and I didn't have to be anxious or nervous or anything. So it worked out. It worked out. I wouldn't recommend it for every job interview, but it worked out for me. In this business, it works. What were you doing before? I mean, did you have different aspirations before you got into this industry, or were no. you just kind of like, you know, doing whatever? Uh, I, I was doing a lot of whatever. My family had owned a couple businesses throughout the years, so I've kind of been involved in the uh, employer side, I guess. We had a car wash, we had a dry cleaning, we've had a tire shop, we've had uh, a car junkyard type of business. So uh, mm. there's been a lot of like random, you know, uh, having to learn random businesses at a fairly young age, not because I needed to as a, as a, you know, career or something, just, you know, I'm, I'm at the, at the store and I'm young and I'm kind of getting that hang of things from a, um, from an employer side of things, I guess. But, uh, right before, I guess the only few real jobs I had prior to Twistbox. um, I worked at Best Buy, which is like a consumer electronics store. Mm-hmm. Uh, for about a year and well that didn't last long just because I wanted to take a holiday with some friends to go out for memorial and my my job my, my boss didn't want to give me that day off and I told him I said look I'm being you know I'm being straightforward here I'm not going to show up Monday so I'd recommend you get someone in here and <laughs> he said, you know what why don't you just not show up after that I said okay that's fine deal that's yeah. that goes <laughs> back to me yeah it didn't, it didn't I didn't take much much serious back then just because I was still going through the whole school phase and I didn't feel like I needed to, you know, follow the rules, but yeah, fuck uh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but interestingly enough, right after that, I was kind of just doing odd jobs and again, doing the family business thing until my mom told me about a friend that this one was interesting. She 
she said, hey, you know, there's there's this organization and they're doing really good stuff. And, um, you know, they need someone just to go help them out. It's a nonprofit. And I said, well, how am I supposed to get paid if it's a nonprofit? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm not going to volunteer. Of course, it was the, the, the position they had open was the only paying job. And it was kind of like a office manager kind of doing the, the bullshit that needs to get done, you know, printing stuff, organizing. sending mail out, organizing events, sponsorship stuff. So so it was called the uh, Armenian Bone Marrow Donor Registry. So it oh, was a yeah. nonprofit for uh, essentially finding matches um, for blood you know, transplants for, for kids with leukemia and whatnot. Wow, so, that's great. Yeah, it, was, it turned out to be a nice little cause. And uh, I was there for about a year and a half. Just uh, Again, I was, I was working, but I was also helping out a lot more just because of the cause. So that was nice. Was that based in Glendale, California? It was. <laughs> <laughs> good, so, good guess. Our listeners, so you know, um, Glendale is a suburb of Los Angeles. It's just, you know, a few minutes away from city limits. It's very Armenian there. So it's kind of a long-running joke because I actually used to have the Why Not offices in Glendale. And, really? Uh, yeah, because the owner at the time was Armenian. So it's just I like, did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we uh, had our offices there. He insisted on it. Even though I found something so much cheaper in like uh, Valley Village, Studio City area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah. insisted on Glendale. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's a really nice – I don't live in Glendale. I'm in Toluca Lake. Uh, I grew oh. up in Burbank, which is right next door. So, uh, yeah. But Glendale is uh, – it's actually – I mean, it's always been a great little town. A lot of Armenians, of course. But – sure. Um, these last couple of years, they've been building out there like it's going out of style. I mean, they're putting up buildings. There's like eight 300-unit complexes on the same street just because people are flooding the city. So I used to live over there. I used to live right off of 134 and Pass Avenue. Oh, there you go. Uh, years ago, probably when you were in junior high school or so. I mean, did you go to <laughs> did you go to Burroughs High School by the by chance? I I went to Burbank. That was the other high school in Burbank. The other so one, Bur- okay. Bur- yeah. Burbank and Burroughs were were like the arch rivals, the, the the nemesis. The it was yeah, it was a uh, that was the the high school rivalry, the crosstown rivalry. Sorry, for, Thomas, Jay, Jay and I are having a little moment here. <laughs> a little Burbank <laughs> moment for our European listeners. Yes, <laughs> I went to Google Maps and just Google that shit. I mean, there's actually places <laughs> in the world they are talking about. I mean, there you well, go. Look at it this way. You know, we all travel to trade shows. I think we've all been very much, you know, more geographically inclined, no matter where in the world we're talking about. And, yeah. uh, you know, L.A. is a very fascinating city. So knowing every little microcosm here and there, in my opinion, is just as interesting. Well, maybe not quite as interesting, but close as like, you know, Bucharest or Amsterdam or Munich or something like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah. many of the biggest companies are over there in in that area. So. Yeah. Absolutely, it should be like not this fucking Hollywood tourist tour that you go oh, to no. see celebrities. Right. Go see the porn companies. Exactly. So you <laughs> much, have much more fun. Hollywood. Nothing actually really happens in Hollywood from a production aspect. It's all actually in Burbank. The studios are about a mile away from me. Right here, you got Warner Brothers yeah. and PBS and NBC. Right. So they're all right there. I fucking love that area. That whole area yeah. off of Ventura Boulevard. You know, starting from Toluca Lake. Yep. And then going up, you know, by uh, the Burbank Airport. I mean, yep. it's awesome. I mean, yep. you're very close to where you need to be for anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Talking about big porn companies, <laughs> let's go in and talk about Twistbox. <laughs> yes. 
Tell us, uh, tell us what is this all about? I mean, what are you guys doing and uh, what are you guys doing different to, to anybody else out there? Yeah, Twistbox has an interesting history. I mean, a lot of, lot of the folks um, that have been around for a while knew us in our previous life. Um, so we've been around for a little over 11 years now. Um, so we started off managing the, the carrier storefront. So back in the flip phone days when the internet button was like, let's say a Vodafone icon on the phone, it was embedded. Um, at that time, the, the carriers pretty much controlled the, the internet. Um, they showed you what they wanted to show you. They sold you what they wanted to sell you. And there was a lot of money to be made. So, uh, you, you know, you figure you open up the menu and you have games, entertainment, sports, and then you had adult. Yeah. And that adult link was, uh, at one point managed by Twistbox across Europe and Latin America. So, uh, we we started off as nobodies, and in about a year's time, we went from being a startup to having over 70 direct connections into carriers. Uh, we pretty much had every content deal under the sun, um, and it was a pretty large deal at the time. I mean, back when I joined, we were about 22 people, and within a year, it was 180 across, across multiple continents. So yeah. it was interesting. Uh, a lot went wrong, a lot went right, a lot of good times, a lot of bad times, and uh, you, a few of us stuck it, stuck it out, and uh, here we are. So uh, today, Twistbox is a uh, direct advertiser. We're, um, you know, we're still utilizing our, our carrier relationships. Uh, we build our own offers, um, and we just look for traffic from whether it be affiliates or buying traffic or people sending us traffic organic traffic i mean at the end of the day we're, we're looking to expand our portfolio into more markets i mean we're not what we used to be we're not in you know 10 different countries anymore we're we're focused on a, a select few but we're doing very well in those in those markets so um yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of the history of, of twist box but uh, i mean our expertise really come in um come into play as it relates to the carrier world i mean the last couple of years, I think it's become this new, you know, hot area for, for everybody in the industry, but we've been doing it for, for like 10 years now. And so it's nice to see everybody else coming around because it, it creates new business and new opportunities and new revenue for everybody. But um, I think there's still a lot of optimization and, and uh, developments that we could do to actually uh, maximize the, the potential of the carrier billing uh, platforms and the alternate, you know, methods of billing for, for mobile users. How do you see this uh, direction going of carrier billing? I mean, it's getting harder and harder to to keep on there. Many of the geos are closing down yeah. restrictions, you know. Yeah, I mean that's 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 natural. Uh, I mean, as it relates to the carrier world, you have a lot of regulations, you have a lot of restrictions. There's a lot of rules to follow, uh, which makes it difficult for someone to come in and have a uh, let's say a worldwide strategy. You can't. You have to really focus on a couple of countries, if not just one or two. Yeah. Uh, just because within every country you have a couple of different carriers and each of them have different rules. You have yeah. different guidelines you have to follow. And so unfortunately, there are many companies that don't always follow the rules and it screws up the market. But it's become normal. Like at this point, I think everybody in the carrier game is kind of used to it. It goes right for a while and then something goes wrong and then it dies down for a little bit. And then, you know, it somehow comes back with the new regulations. You know, everyone kind of learns how to play within the guidelines. Um, yeah. But again, it, it, it's, it's, I guess it's normal in any, any industry, but unfortunately because of the strict policies that we've had to adhere by, it happens a little more in, in the, in the game that we're playing. So. 
Yeah. But I think I think the good the good news is that again five years ago people weren't thinking or talking or doing anything with carrier. It was always credit card. It was always um, you know other uh, payment methods. But uh, I think as mobile traffic is continuing to grow, of course carrier traffic is going to grow with it. And so it's just creating new opportunity from nothing new, other than just more you know more penetration of handsets across the world. So. Yeah, penetration is always a good thing, too. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take good, that. Good point. Good, good point. Anytime. And if you yes. can pay by carrier billing, I would be more than happy to do that, too. Exactly. Well, that, that's, 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 that's the trick there is you have, I mean, this is something that we used to always talk about with the carriers. You can imagine having conversations 10 years ago about bringing hardcore content to carrier storefronts when they want nothing to do with it. Sure. As soon as they realize the revenue potential of, of a user being able to click a button and get billed and get what they're trying to get at that very instance versus putting down their phone, grabbing their wallet, picking up a credit card, entering information. And it's like that, that moment is lost, you know? Well, plus not to mention 10 years ago, you know, we're talking pre tube sites and you know, when porn was still, you know, not free. Yep. So I mean, it, that would have been a key time for any, <laughs> you know I mean? That's where you just, you know, take your morals and your ethics or whatever the hell it is that's bugging you. And just throw that shit down the drain and make some freaking money doing something exactly. legal. You know what? That they, they came around quick. They uh, yeah. they realized that and uh, they enjoyed the revenues for many years without having their brand associated with it. And yeah. uh, we're we're happy to say we were part of that. So, do you want to mention your uh, since there were so few of them and we we have some time? Uh, mention your geos. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Thank you, Thomas. So we were in Portugal, we're in Greece, we're in Spain. We actually just launched South Africa about a month mm -hmm. ago. Really excited about that one. And we're looking at a couple of other markets right now. We're kind of focused on specific markets where we have a um, global relationship with one of the carriers. Right now, Portugal and Greece have been our, our bread and butter for the last couple of years. But now competitors are, of course, starting to pay attention because there's money to be made. And yeah. That, that was an interesting one. Couple, you know, my first show, my first few shows actually, you know, try taking a meeting with these huge companies and sit there and talk about, oh, so learn how we can make you money in, in Portugal and Greece. And it was, I mean, there was a few where they actually got up and walked away. Like they, they didn't even want to sit there. Why? And <laughs> they're, they're small markets. These small markets, they're, I mean, you, you compare that to a, a Germany and France yeah, and Italy. Sure. And, you know, of course, the, 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 the users aren't there. And then we're drilling down even more. We're saying of that market, we're only monetizing 5% of the users. It doesn't, you know, in, in the initial thought is, oh, there's no money to be made here. So, but um, it's nice that, of course, everyone's come around and they're realizing there's money to be made everywhere. And when conversions are 10 times higher than their, their current, you know, payment methods, then there actually is a business case to be made. So tell us what you were doing in the days before you were really coming to shows and people were knowing who you were. You know, uh, were you kind of more behind the scenes? Uh, I say this just because in the few short years that I've known you, I think you've done a really fantastic job of getting yourself known, getting your brand out there, you know, so to speak. Thank you for, for the kind words. And yeah. uh, so we, we didn't do shows for, for quite some time just because we were busy making sure the company didn't die. So <laughs> there, was, there was there was a lot of, uh, yeah, the company's been owned by a number of different people over the years. And um a few people were in control that didn't know what they were doing, but that's a different topic. So there was a couple of years where we were really, really, made, literally making sure the company didn't die, so that we could just keep it, you know, keep it going. And um, 2013, we we finally made some, you know, 
meaningful moves to uh, to turn the company around. And that's when we really started coming back to the shows. I think Phoenix Forum was my first one I attended just as an attendee. But uh, Montreal, when you and I met Jay, was the first one where we actually exhibited as a company and kind of made a, you know, we're back kind of uh, showing. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was and, like two years ago, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even three. It was two. It was two. Two years ago. Wow. But uh, but it's been fun. I mean, it's I mean, the look, the industry, as everyone I think has said over and over, it's, it's such an amazing group of people. A lot of the folks that we know that I know now, while it might seem like I've made a you know nice impression in a short amount of time, I've actually known these people for for a very long time. So uh, I can't take too much credit for them liking me in a short amount of time. <laughs> no, but. We, there's a lot of folks that I've actually worked with in the past at Twistbox when we were a very large company. There are a lot of people during that time that, I mean, folks that were either at the same company or they've switched, uh, you know, over the years. So a lot of people I'm getting around to meeting now is actually meeting face to face for the first time, whereas I've known them for, you know, eight, nine, 10 years, which is crazy. There's times where I'm talking to someone and then after about 20 seconds, we both kind of have a oh shit moment. I'm like, wait a minute, we know each other. We, we've, we've done business <laughs> together, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's crazy, but um, no, but it's been really fun. I mean, again, the industry, it, it takes a toll on you when you have to travel every other month, if not every month, um, mm-hmm. especially when, uh, you know, we're, we're a small, we're a small group and, you know, I'm, I'm doing the shows, uh, but also going back and doing the work. And there's a lot, it's not like, uh, I, you know, go back and hand off, hand off a style of, a stack of business cards and say, okay, here, follow up. You know, I'm, I'm the one doing that stuff. So, but it makes it a lot more personal. A lot makes it a lot better for business as well. And as well as friendship. I mean, we look forward to going to these shows, not just for business, but it's, it's, it's leisure. It's, it's a mini vacation as well. You know, you have your, you have your don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. We need to cut that away somehow. I don't the know. secret's out. The secret's <laughs> out. No, no, it, it, it's got to be fun. I mean, look, you got to love what you're doing. And I think everybody in this show totally. does really love what they're doing. Uh, if, yep. if you don't, it's you're just wasting time. So uh, the, the people certainly help with that. And for the traveling, I mean, yes, we are traveling a lot. But you you are one of the few that actually brings along your, your spouse. And, and yes. that's with pride. And as well, you should. I mean, yes. <laughs> tell, t- tell us about that. And let me go into that, what, what she is doing. <laughs> yeah, no, the, she she definitely comes along. Um, she's been she's actually been more popular uh, attendee than I have. Uh, <laughs> this, this last show, this last show, it, it got a little. It became like this little inside joke. Everyone was fucking with me. It's they'd come up and they say, "Hey, Lair, where's your wife?" And I'm like, you know what? I'm the <laughs> one that's talking to you right now. So you right. can maybe, hi, Lair. How are you? How are things? You know, versus asking where, where Leah is. So, but uh, but no, she's great. She's uh, she's been coming along since day one. Uh, and the first time was actually I wanted her to come along so she could kind of see that there is business. It's not, you know, um, mm. it's not. I mean, look, we've been together many, many years and um, I've been doing this many, many years. But, uh, you know, attending a show uh, again in my in my head, I could also imagine, oh, shit, you know, I'm sure it's a freaking there's there's live orgies and there's, you know, sex <laughs> shows and this and that. So. You know, obviously, that's not what it is. We actually work. We get we get shit done, right, guys? <laughs> we, <clears throat> we don't invite you there, but yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely, so true. Yeah. So no, she she came by that first show, and and it was really a kind of a intro for both of us because I hadn't done a show in I don't know how many years. So it was again a 
fucking as warm a welcome as you can get from people that are strangers as well as people that you've known for many years. And right when we got back home, she was asking, all right, when's the next show? Where are we going next? I mean, she was she was more excited than I was as far as attending and and seeing everybody. So it's been super nice. I mean, everyone, of course, has taken a a big liking to her. It, It helps that she's super sexy and beautiful. And it helps me, you know, start some conversations as well. So I'll I'll walk up. I'll walk up while they stare at her and I say, hi, I'm Lair. She's got an asset for you, you know. But yeah, obviously, critical rule number one is, is she cool with what you're doing and everything? And can she get along with everyone? Because, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. a beautiful wife is one thing, but if she's walking around with a stick up her ass and not yeah, allowing yeah. you to be able to do what you need to do and other exactly. people, I mean, she's totally endeared herself. I mean, hell, my co-host, Laura, for the Why Not Awards, gave her a big <laughs> shout out for her makeup, for God's there sake. You go. you know? There you go. There you go. I mean, that's yeah, a pretty She has cool a kind shit. of a side business going on, too, right? She's like, she does. She, she, she does. She, her Instagram account that is growing massively and she's taking advantage yeah. of you when you come out of the showers and exactly <laughs> yeah thank you for that one again bring back a throwback yeah she uh she, she's she's a hairstylist she's a she does hair and makeup she's been doing that for 20 years and she's really really good at it so wow. the last few years of course um I mean she has a nice clientele base in West Hollywood but she you know she wants to take advantage of this big social following the social influencer market you know you see you see folks making a lot of money by just posting up videos or pictures or tutorials or whatever and uh she got she got into doing that honestly not even six months ago it was may of this year she started focusing on her her instagram account at leah studio l-e-e-y-a studio (laughs) and she she went from, you know, the family and friends followers of a thousand people. And I think she's at about 55 or 60 K right now. So yeah. she, she's grown quite a bit in a very short amount of time and kudos to her. And again, I mean, she's, she is good at what she does. So uh, it's not just uh, the pretty face thing. And one of her popular uh, Instagrammers, I know because she showed me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So there was a there was actually an interesting little uh, video. We were at the Phoenix Forum, and um, I'm in the shower getting ready, and she she takes every opportunity she can to make a video or a tutorial. And so, at the time, she's she's in the bathroom, you know, fixing her hair, and she has the phone sitting on the mirror, and I'm in the background taking a shower. Of course, I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. It just so happened that I don't know whether this was on purpose or not, but she had lined up the the phone camera to herself to where you couldn't see me. Like I was taking a shower behind her essentially. And, uh, you know, I'm done with my shower and I step out of that, you know, comfort zone, the safe zone. And (laughs) here you are, I see a phone and I see her cracking up because I realize what she's doing. And, uh, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one. That one actually went, that one got the most views of any of her videos <laughs> at the time, and it went viral pretty quick, so it was cool. And I'm guessing that is, uh, that is giving you a lot of followers as well, or hey, they try. We, we, yeah, they try. That, we, we, were biz- we were mixing uh, uh, both of our businesses together. It was not on purpose, but it worked. No, I started getting crazy amount of followers and, and requests a day, but it, again, it's like I don't need you know, hair and makeup enthusiasts following me because they're not going to see anything <laughs> interesting from me unfortunately <laughs> but no she's she's been great she comes along again she's made more friends than i have uh all the girls love her i'm sure yeah. all the guys love her too and uh, she's great she comes and she enjoys everybody's company and yeah well you'll be seeing more of us <laughs> awesome awesome 
Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, rev share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. Let's get into this. What is next for Twistbox? What is next for you, Lear? Uh, so next for me, I mean, we, we've. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can, we can make Twistbox, you know, what it was once because it really was a great big company that everybody knew. So uh, we're going to continue growing it over the next year. I mean, we have really, really big plans for 2017. I think we've gotten to a point where we've stabilized that old business, if you will, where we were worried about it kind of going over. So we're, we're growing. Uh, we're going to be going into some major markets in 2017 that'll, you know, make some noise, um, not just for us, but for everybody else. We're looking at doing a couple of very interesting um, solutions with some of the larger players utilizing our carrier billing connections. Uh, to try and bring that revenue stream to them, you know, whether it be dating or cams or whatever. So working on a couple of solutions. Again, these are, I guess you could say these are first time tries. I mean, we we haven't seen another solution where you could take uh, one of these non, you know, VOD portals and implement carrier billing on them. So we're excited. We're excited about what the what the next year has in store for Twistbox. But uh, so are we. Yeah, but I mean, personally, I I think uh, I mean Twistbox takes up majority of my time, and then after that, it's of course family and friends and hanging out. But I'm hoping that we get to a point where I can start focusing on a couple of you know side aspirations as well. I mean, I've got I'm one of those guys that has just crazy ass ideas and. Whether it be business ideas or you know tech stuff, and it's been a lot of shit I've come up with over the years that, of course, I haven't done anything about. And then a couple of years later, here you go, a company comes out and they're my idea. I I'm that like, one. that was my idea. Yeah. Oh yeah, Fucking dude. Self-driving yeah. cars. I, think, I had that ten years ago. No, <laughs> I, no I, I think all of us have had you know an idea or two along the way, but I would like to actually do something about one of them. So I'd, I'd love to be able to actually, you know, put together a little small team and um, see if we can make something happen outside of, I mean, outside of any industry. I mean, it's just random. Yeah, you know, you know, what might be a good idea. Why don't you start a podcast, interview <laughs> entertainers and put the name coffee in the title. That might be a really good innovative idea. That is great. Good, good work on that, by the way. I was, I was. I was impressed. I I was shocked, actually impressed and shocked that you guys were able to get it uh, approved. Oh, oh yeah, no, uh, we have our too. contacts in iTunes, no problem at all. Well, then <laughs> you and I need to have a you and I need to have a talk about something else then. <laughs> no problem at all. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of uh, as soon as you said that, there's a couple of little ventures that we've uh, made little small investments in as uh, completely outside the adult industry. So um, we're we're gonna try to take our 
marketing and mobile expertise and try to help out these companies and, and maybe make them into something meaningful over the next uh, year. Again, maybe disrupt a, disrupt an industry or two at, uh, as we're doing it. So I'll, I'll definitely give you a call and see what we could do in the iTunes world. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. I think we should end it up with Jay asking his favorite question, but we're going to not do it the dirty way. We're going to do it <laughs> in the, the other way. You know, you have two ways of doing this. The boring okay, way. you know what? Good idea, Thomas. All right, yeah. If you uh, could get blown by any dude in the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> basically, if if there was anybody that you could, you know, give a good shout out to, Lermund, you know, who, who out there has been instrumental in uh, helping you to get to where you are? Besides your wife. Yes. Uh, of course. Wife wife has been very helpful. Uh, you know, in, in our industry, there are many very knowledgeable, very friendly, very helpful people. But I, I'm going to try to do one, but I have to put it, it, it there. I'm going to count them as one because they're from the same company. But Brian Elkin and Joy Gabra have definitely been friends nonetheless, but helpful along the way. Not not necessarily in ways that some might think. We actually don't do much business together. Mm. We're essentially, you know, similar companies. Uh, they're much larger. Of course, they do a lot more. Uh, but we actually used to work together at Twistbox many years ago. So Brian and I worked directly in the same team together for many years, you know, super close friends, Joey and I have had our dealings over the years. And so they have been very, very helpful along this, this little comeback tour, if you will, not only from, you know, reintroducing us to the industry, of course, they've done a phenomenal job, you know, making a feel for you, uh, the brand that it is, but also almost vouching for us as we have made our comeback because there, there have been some, you know, historical uh, issues that we've had with companies, uh, we as in Twistbox, the brand, not we as in Lair. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I hear you. They, they've been very helpful in, in really, again, help, helping us with our, with our comeback tour. Again, super close friends, awesome dudes, as everybody knows, as generous as it, as it comes as far as uh, helping out with events and sponsorships and whatnot. So yeah, special thank you out to those two guys and, and uh, their entire team. It's not just them two, but again, I'm, I've got a Special place for them. It's one of the better shout-outs. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. You guys are making me blush, even though you can't see it, because uh, <laughs> I got nice, I got shitty lighting, so it's dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is all we have time for this time. So thank you, Alair, for taking part of this episode of Pouring Coffee. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate being on, and uh, you guys are awesome for doing this. I think this is something necessary. It kind of digs into people's uh, background and, and actual inside life, not just what we see at the show. So yeah, good stuff. awesome. And next week, everybody, we have a new episode. So be be sure to turn back then and remember guys to work hard be nice to people and try not to get lost or killed good advice yes ciao thank you for listening to porn and coffee be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week plugrush.com a self-serve traffic network where you can buy sell and trade traffic plugrush.com moving traffic forward